Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to the Final Fantasy Lorecast, a podcast dedicated to the history and lore of the Final Fantasy series. Join us as we take a deep dive into the different worlds, characters, and so much more. Welcome back, Warriors of Light, to another episode of the Final Fantasy Lorecast. I am one of your hosts, Ben of Tamaria, followed by the two other hosts of the show, Steven. Yo, what's up? And Trey. Hello. And this week, we are starting our season two. And with season two, we I, I, I was brainstorming what we could do. And none and behold, we are starting season two and going with summons this entire season. And this season might be a little bit longer than last season obviously season one and it might be one of their longer seasons in general for a little bit because there's so many summons in the final fantasy series but we are going over the most prominent one and the most iconic summon at least now thanks to 16 which is ifrit i just want to say that it's ben's opinion (laughs) <laughs> I do not think that 16 makes Ifrit the the, okay. the premier. That, that's fair, and I'm only saying that because he is on the box cover, he's in all the trailers, and if you go to any of the conventions currently right now, Square Enix has a giant statue of Ifrit everywhere they go. Is Yoshi P a big Ifrit guy? Like I, I obviously haven't made it far enough into 14, and we'll probably discuss so, it soon. Yeah, and we'll we'll discuss it in this episode. Yeah, I would say I, I would say Yoshi P likes Efreet, and we will well, get into the that original, a little bit later. The original ending, I think, for sixteen was Diablo, him turning into the Diablo sky, and they ended up going with Ifrit, from what I remember reading. Yeah. Or like the early pitch. Um. So, and that's another thing we'll go over in this episode. Efreet did does have multiple incarnations and different looks throughout the series but this is a, a bit summary of ifrit so ifrit is also called a jinn or ifrit uh is a recurring fire elemental summon in the final fantasy series his signature attack is hellfire sometimes called inferno or flames of hell that deals fire elemental damage and 
uh, to all opponents. He is one of the most frequently appearing summons and is often a rival to the ice summon Shiva. And then, like most recurring summons, Ifrit's appearance is different in each game, but remains somewhat similar. He has become increasingly beast-like and less demonic-looking as the series evolved. The shift uh, started in Final Fantasy VIII. In general, Ifrit has brown skin and long horns and claws, and is covered by a simple kill-like covering, or kilt-like covering around his waist. It's pretty generous. It's oh. more like a Tarzan loin claw. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's not a kilt. It's definitely not a kilt. <laughs> I like you mentioning that Shiva's the the rival because in eight, so we, we mentioned earlier, so when you start eight, uh uh Quizicist is coming with you uh Squall to go do your test. She gives you your uh summon, which is Quetzalcoatl, and hers is Shiva. But through like the tutorial definitely frames it as Shiva and Ifrit. Being rebels. I think there's even, I think when you summon Shiva, Ifrit even has uh, dialogue referencing their rivalry. Interesting. Okay. See, I haven't played 8 yet, so that's another game I, I was need gonna to play. Say, there's too many. To, I, I, I have oh, we much. know. We, <laughs> I did, we didn't know. Steve and myself did not know who the summon was until the last minute, so I don't have time to go and see what the dialogue was or double check. But I, I'm 95% sure that when you summon Shiva, uh, there is a special dialogue for it. Oh, alrighty then. So now we're going to get into the appearances that Ifrit has made. So Ifrit first appeared in Final Fantasy III. Ifrit can be summoned by evokers. And summoners, he is attained by purchasing the level 4 summon magic spellbook Hitra. And then, depending on the job summoning Ifrit, he can be used the following abilities. So, white summoning healing magic heals all party members. Black summoning hellfire deals fire damage to a single target. And then, high summoning inferno deals fire damage to all enemies. So, with Final Fantasy 3, depending on what mage is summoning Ifrit, determines on what what effect he has in combat interesting it's right I, we got to get to it i know sorry I, I can't think of the name right now whoever is in, is in the discord who's been talking to me i can't think of the name right now but been trying to get us to play the the first six games i would like to talk to him more about this since um they'll they'll know more about it Oh, yeah. And then uh, we go, now go to Final Fantasy IV. So Ifrit, or Jin in the SNES release, is attained when Rydia rejoins the party. It mm. is a casting time of 4, cost of 30 MP, and deals fire elemental damage to all opponents. In the easy type version, the casting time was reduced to 3. And I imagine three is probably the last time then that we have a healing version of Ifrit. Uh, I, I believe so. I can't. I, I was just waiting to see on four because I didn't remember it having that that option, but I also didn't know it had the option for three. But mm-hmm. I think that's that's kind of unique for three at least. So that's cool. And then Final Fantasy five. So Ifrit is a level 2 summon, uh, fought in the Library of the Ancients. There's dialogue between him and Ramu uh, if the player found the latter. According to the NPC on the roof of the library, Ifrit's purpose was to burn books possessed by monsters. 
Ifrit costs 11 MP to summon and deals fire damage to all opponents. Hmm. And then now we have Final Fantasy VI. So we're, we're just blazing through these. Ifrit um, e- e- is an Esper whose magic power was uh, was drained. He's acquired in the Magitech Research Facility after being fought as a boss. His attack is called Hellfire, Inferno in the NES and PS translations, which costs 26 MP, has a spell power of 51, and cannot be blocked. He teaches Fire times 10, uh, Freya times 5, and Drain times 1, and then at level up, he gives a plus one boost to strength. So, you learned stuff from Ifrit. I guess I hadn't made it that far in six to get all that. I felt like I made it far, but maybe not. I don't think I got any summon. Any and, and then now we get to Final Fantasy VII, which obviously a lot of a lot of us were introduced to first, generally. And then, so Ifrit is a summon material and can be found on the cargo ship after defeating Genova Birth. Uh, his material is a fire element, elemental and thus works like a elemental materia. His attack Hellfire deals fire damage to all enemies. He costs 34 MP to summon. Ifrit's spell power is equal to 1.6875 times the base da- magic damage. And Ifrit is also... One of the available summons in the 1997 PlayStation demo and Mount Coral PC demo. What is that? How many people do you think missed that Ifrit summon in I mean, Final Fantasy VII? Because you have to walk, you have to climb up the ladder and walk around the thing, and see. they make it pretty obvious. I feel like it's really hard to miss. I think it's a small percentage, but there's definitely people who miss that summon, right? I mean, um, you're really not looking. Because yeah. it's right there. They put it like they pan it like up towards the top left of the camera to where you're gonna see it. Um Yeah, because it's I don't think I've ever missed it. And I was usually not very perceptive, especially as a young man <laughs> when I was playing. <laughs> I don't yeah, I, I would have to say like of, of a thousand players, I bet like two people maybe missed it. Yeah. It's it's pretty obvious. They place it right there in your in your view. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, it was kind of they panned it to where, hey, there's a material here. Go get it. Yeah, like, because hey, look, so you, you need a red one. The reason I bring it up is I played one time and I did not go in prepared, and so you fight the boss and then you have to go up and get the thing. And I don't remember even. I don't think there's in. Do you remember if there's enemies or not? I don't think after you beat um, Genova the first time, I don't think there is. I didn't. I don't remember if there was or not, but I remember if there is, it's I like only had, I only had one character left alive. I had to use all of my Phoenix Downs and stuff, and so I beat the boss, and I realized I was going to have to walk to go get it, and so I just quit and started over because I knew, like, I was not going to go through the frustration of beating that boss and then dying from something small trying to get that and so i i contemplated trying to leave it and just leaving the room and i was like no it's too special i have to get it i mean it's bright red and it's i think yeah. it's the first one you get it's the first one you get it's yeah. they make it so obvious that you you would have to be doing something else to miss it or do you get that um 
Or do you get Choco Mog first in seven? I forget. Because you definitely if you, you, get do, Choco if you do Mog we're, if from... you do we're not counting we're not counting that one. Okay, fair, <laughs> fair enough. I was gonna say you, I think you get that one from the from the Chocobo place pretty early on. Mm. Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, now we have the Final Fantasy VII remake. So obviously, this is the one that came out back in 2020. Uh, during all the, you know, lockdown and everything. But it was a good time to be a Final Fantasy fan during this lockdown because, let me tell you, being able to play four, or play 7 without having to go to work was fantastic. <laughs> but, uh, nonetheless, uh, Ifrit is a summon and is the only summon that is attained as part of the story as Jesse gifts it to Cloud it is a powerful fire beast that fights alongside the player. It punches and breathes fire onto enemies on its own, and the player can expand their uh, ATB to command it to attack to a specific foe. When it exits, when it exits, it gulfs the battle arena in flames by using Hellfire, its ultimate attack. I do like how the remake. I didn't love a lot of things about the remake, but I did love how they treated summons in the remake. How it kind of is just there in the background and it's helping you out and you can choose to just like with your own abilities, you can Mm -hmm. use abilities. Um, You can choose to do hellfire, but it's not just like it absorbs your whole party and does one big attack like in the original. Right. I mean, I I, I enjoyed the remake a lot. um, And a lot of the things they changed. This is one of it. I, I actually really enjoyed the change to combat as a whole. But how they did summons in this game was a lot of fun because it was like you summoned them and then they fought alongside you rather than, like you said, like just being a cutscene and dealing damage. Right. It felt more immersive. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It was um, it felt almost like a blend between like the regular summons we're used to and then like um, Final Fantasy X. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Well, 10, yeah, that it takes over your whole party and you only get to use that, but yeah. Well, in 10, you summon it and then you have the attacks and the moves and then your your overdrive is your, your main move. But unlike, you know, in so in 7, you summon Ifrit and boom, it does one attack and you're done. In 10, you summon Ifrit and you attack as him. So you like attack or you cast fire or all that stuff. I yeah. feel like um, the 7 remake, it's a nice blend between the two. Yeah. Yeah. So now we jump to Final Fantasy VIII, which we were talking about a little bit ago. So Ifri is the third available guardian force obtained by defeating him in the Fire Cavern before the time li- time limit time limit runs out. Ugh. Uh, the time limit on the clock after the battle counts towards the judgment score of the player's seed exam. When summoned, Ifri uses Hellfire, a powerful fire elemental attack. Against all enemies, he's compa- his compatibility items are Bomb Fragment and Red Fang, and the Zapotisan Guardian Force, whose summoning dis- uh, depletes his compatibility the most, is Shiva. He learns HP, J, and Strength, J, and Strength Boosting Support abilities, as well as Elemental Attack and Defense Junctions, his unique ability are strength boosts or strength bonus, which gives a permanent stat boost upon leveling up. Mad, Ra- Mad rush, a command ability, puts the party in a berserk with haste and protect. And refine abilities that let the player 
make fire magic and ammo from items. His triple triad card is one from his boss encounter. I think of a move. Uh, berserk, haste, and protect. Good yeah. Lord. Here's three <laughs> yeah, buffs for it. you. Good luck. Have fun. You're yeah. you're you're um you're gonna BOP for a short time. Yeah, just whack away. You'll <laughs> be alright. No need to draw. Right. And then now we have Final Fantasy Nine. So Ifri is attained from Dr. Tote. Uh, after the party returns from the outer continent, as Dagger learns it is from the uh, learns it through the topaz for twenty AP. Its summon attack is fire flames of hell, dealing fire damage to all opponents. Efreet's spell power is equal to forty two plus the total number of topazes in the party's inventory. Before Dagger has her Edelons extracted, Efreet costs one hundred and four MP to summon, but later costs twenty six MP. Dagger already has Ifri in the beginning of the game, but for quadruple the MP costs, she is unlikely to gain enough MP to summon him. After relearning him, the MP cost is reduced. Ifri also appears as a Tetra Master card, one off the Edelin's Master in Trano's Card Stadium in the endgame. Well, Ben, we've been trying to dance around this whole thing for you. <laughs> hey, now I know that Dagger is not going to be completely useless in my party. (laughs) (laughs) It will become more obtainable. Yes. As a, so the interesting thing with nine, um, and it's a mechanic that you can exploit is that the, um, the topaz is they're the, um, their, uh, accessories you can add on. And, um, the more you get of them, the more powerful the summon is. So, like, let's say you have 99 topazes. That's the most powerful that summon would be. That's the most powerful if it can be. Gotcha. There. And then um, Yo's, Yo's Sharp uh, in chat does say, Efreet makes nervous comments if you use Shiva against him in 8. Ah, that's awesome. Thank talking you. about, Trey. So, yeah, that's what we have in 9, and it's good to know for me, because it's w- my current playthrough, um, one of the, the Final Fantasies I'm playing. There's just too many games out right now. It's <laughs> not a really... It's it's a great time to be a gamer, but it's also a terrible time to be a gamer, because there's too much to play f- with so little time. I'm telling you, once once we record that episode for Final Fantasy Nine that we're going to be putting out, it's going to get you back on the Nine train. You're going to get off that podcast and just go jump right back in. That's fair. <laughs> that that's that's probably going to happen anyway. That's that probably will happen. But um, at this point, we are going to take a quick mid break and be right back. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about everything with the podcast that has nothing to do with the lore of Final Fantasy. And at this point, I just want to thank everybody listening to the show and supporting us. And if you do want to support us, there's a few options you can do that. First off, that we do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Final Fantasy Lorecast, uh, where you can get ad-free episodes or even join us uh, once a month on the show. And you can also uh, support us through Apple and Spotify. Apple, if you leave a five-star review with some words, we'll read out loud the next time on the show. As well as a comment, a nice comment on a Spotify episode, uh, we'll read that out loud on the show as well, which we do have one this week. It was on our last week's episode, and it is from Michael Barnes. Hey, I just want to say you guys are doing a great job. Can't wait till you go in-depth for Final Fantasy VI. 10 out of 10 crystals. Well, thank you, Michael. Like that—that's awesome. We're on our way. We'll get to six. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> Until then, we'll rely on Trey to give us all our one through six information. <laughs> yes. Um, and then also, you can join us on a few discords. We have the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net to where you can find the channel for this and the server, as well as my own discord, Ben and Friends Podcasting, to where you can find this show, the other shows I host, the uh, Wizard World Lorecast, Holocron Histories. And when you're listening to this, um, this will be posted on the 15th. I will be a host for the Witcher Lorecast this week. So you'll yeah. be now hearing me on the Witcher Lorecast as a regular host. Nice. I don't I didn't think you had enough work to do. I'm glad you added another one in there. Right, I know. I'm I'm a busy busy person. Uh, <laughs> and he wonders why he doesn't have time to play any games. Also, I Sharp know. in the in the comments uh, asked if we talked about how he was a librarian. And five, who burned the books? We didn't actually mention that he was a librarian. We just mentioned that he was tasked with burning books. But we did not actually mention that he was a librarian. So thank you for mentioning that in the chat. Yes, thank you. Um, but yeah, and then we also do record these episodes typically on Wednesdays night, Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern or 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Pacific. I had to think about math there for a second. Um, on my Twitch channel, uh, Ben of Tamaria. And yeah, just join us there. We have a lot of fun. Uh, join us on Discord. It's a lot of fun. Talk about everything. We Heck, we're all three are going to be playing Baldur's Gate. So if you want to talk Baldur's Gate, join the Discord. So I'm currently doing a playthrough of Final Fantasy VIII. 
if anyone wants to come on and talk Final Fantasy VIII with me, that would be fantastic. Um, I'm also going to try and... St- so we're going to be talking about Final Fantasy IX on the podcast here. I've been str- I'm going to try and stream more. So I'm planning on trying to stream like an hour a week of Final Fantasy IX. I haven't figured out what day and what time yet, but that is something I'm looking to do going forward. Awesome. I'm also playing nine. I'm just not streaming it because I'm not that technologically advanced. Um, I'm also playing 12. So if anybody has anything to say about 12, which most people don't, it's not a super popular entry. So good. Series, but it is great. Yeah. I'm, I'm about 16 to finish is Game it. of Thrones. 12 is Star Wars. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a good look at it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. I would say, yeah, that's a good look. Because 16 is totally Game of Thrones vibes, completely. The first few hours, anyway. Well, yeah, fair point. Yeah, true. True, true. But uh, with that, we are going to get back into more E-Free. Also, uh, before we go into Final Fantasy X... Uh, Yozit Sharp does ask Trey to link your Twitch channel so he can follow you. So, he'll do that. So, yeah, we are now in Final Fantasy X. So, Ifri is an Aeon attained in Klicka, Klicka Temple? Is that how you say Kilika. Kilika Temple. Words. Uh, created from a form, former crusader who allowed himself to become a Faith, uh, his unique ability is Meteor Strike, in which Ifri conjures a ball of fiery rock and punches it towards the enemy, penetrating the enemy's protect status. Ifri's overdrive is Hellfire, where he bathes the enemy's party in a ball of raising flame and then throws a chunk of earth at them, causing fire damage. Waka's upgraded world champion weapon allows Ifri to break the damage limit of 9,999 hit points. He joins the party knowing fire, no blaze, no frost, and he inherently absorbs fire elemental damage. Yes. Pretty cool how you can, so he knows fire and you can actually use fire on, so whenever you summon in 10, it actually takes away your party and you just have the summon there. And you can cast fire on yourself, which will heal. Um, and so you can just keep letting an enemy attack you. Then you use fire on yourself, which heals you back up. So you can boost up your overdrive gauge, which is how you get Hellfire, which is a little way to, to beat a lot of the bosses there. It's just go in with a whole bunch of summons with their overdrive gauges completely filled up and just go in and just bombard them with your with your big moves. Because yeah. once you use it, the, the opponent gets like seven moves in a row yeah. and you're... You're toast, but you get that one big move, and that's what we're that's what you're after. Yeah, and uh, I do want to remind everybody like, this is E Free at this point is still, if I recall, is still like the demonic look demon. Eh, yeah, I think 10 he is sort of, he's not like he was like in seven, he looked like it literally looks like he comes out of hell, and right. by the time I mean, you get to 10, he's not quite. White. I mean, yeah, she does. I mean, he's a, he's like a own. beast, though. I don't feel like he looks like a demon. He's more like uh, it. it kind of reminded me of Cerberus whenever I first saw the summon, 
um, when I first booted up 10, just, you, you know, Cerberus, he gets called up from, from hell. He's, he kind of has that beastly kind of almost dogish kind of look. Mm-hmm. That's what it reminded me of in 10. So now we have Final Fantasy 11. So this is the first MMO. So Ifri is one of the six sleeping gods and is an avatar available to summoners representing the fire element. Players can attain him upon completion of the quest Trial by Fire. Alternatively, a brave low-level summoner may go on the quest Trial Size, Trial by Fire, and defeat Ifri in battle alone under the level 20 restriction. Rather than a group, Ifri is not used as often for uh, blood-packed wards. As many of the other avatars, Ifri is also name of one of the servers. Which, yeah, they typically name servers after a lot of the summons. Or important characters and all that. Uh, Ifrit's strength lies in dealing uh, large damage. Ifrit holds the honor of proving players to be capable of dealing over 9,999 damage. Summoners can deal well over 10,000 damage with Ifrit's uh, flaming crush against the notorious monster... Kutrub? Known, sure. <laughs> known as Mashdan. Eleven is weird. Just letting you know. <laughs> uh, who has very low defense, takes double damage from all attacks. It's weak against fire and can have its defense further lowered by a Dia two. After the flaming crush has been seen hitting for ten thousand to just over fourteen thousand damage, although the resist or parallel miss is still possible, dealing only a fraction of this damage. Although crush, Flaming Crush was the first ability capable of dealing such tremendous damage, the item Primeval Brew introduced in the Abyssa expansion trio allows any high-level job to deal over 10,000 damage with a variety of abilities and spells. So this is a lot of MMO talk just blatantly out there. Yeah. And then the Legend of the Avatar uh, comes from a general name, Freet, a ruthless, bloodthirsty man, he participated in many battles. He once discovered a baby in the ruins of his village uh, his men had burned down, who smiled at him despite his fearsome appearance, which moved his heart. He lo- took the little girl named Falbulb and entrusted her to care with a couple of servants, watching over her as she grew up. Survivor freed to ravages, banded together, and attacked his home, killing both his stu- servants and Falbulb. Angered and saddened that innocent souls had paid for his crimes, Freet decided to accept retribution. He ascended to the top of a volcano where his, where the soul of the dead were said to gather during a solar eclipse. When the next that's fun, right? Yeah, that's that's totally good to do. Yes. Oh, I like how it kind of gave a backstory to the summon, which we haven't really gotten in any of the other games. To my no. Yeah, um, the MMOs typically tie more. I think I want to say eleven was like when they started to like actually put more of a backstory and more lore to the summons, mm-hmm. rather than just them being in the game. Before they were, just, you know, they were just gods that you summoned right. to do a big attack. Yeah. Yep. And then when the next eclipse occurred, the ghost of Ghost that he had slain attacked him. Their curses transforming him into a demon. Fobalb's spirit tried to impose itself with, between Ifrit and the spirits attacking him, but Freet turned away from her. 
Afraid to let her see his hideous new form, undaunted by his demonic appearance, she smiled at him without a word of reproach. Freet prayed to Altana to exchange his life for hers. His wish was granted, but Altana soon saw that Fabulba was unhappy. She thus took both her and Freet to the heavens, rewarding the general's uh, repentance and the girl's devotion. In the legends that were born of the story, Freet was renamed Ifrit, Freet of the Flames, and Fabulba was the name of the brightest red star of the Ifrit constellation. Listen, this better not make me want to play Eleven. <laughs> well, you have dare to, you'll have to play play it on PC. Ugh, because that's the that's the only way you can play it. That PC. sounds fascinating. And I, it's, I really it's like still subscription based. Just to give you a yeah. heads up. Yeah, that does. Sound, I I really really like that. That I, makes me want to watch a YouTube video of Final Fantasy Eleven. There you go. That, watch YouTube. That's there. That's a better idea. Just watch YouTube. <laughs> like that's true. So now we have Final Fantasy Twelve. So the Esper Strap in Balius replaces Ifri as the fire type summon. However, Ifri is the name of an airship and the Arcadian fleet. Yeah, the Arcadian. Arcadian. Yeah, they don't really they don't really do I mean they kind of do summons in twelve. It's just it's completely different than <laughs> any of the other games that I've experienced. Um you, you set them in there so you have your job board and there are big bosses that you fight kind of like in 16 and they become summoned but they're not the usual summon i i don't remember seeing any of the same summons that you've seen in any of the other games like like it says here bellius is the uh, is basically ifrit but um i don't remember using any of the summons in 12 to be honest they're not good like when you use them in the game they're very it's very similar to <laughs> they're the not good when they're very similar to the seven remake um you know how how they kind of just follow you around and you can use their move but they're not helpful really um they're like seven but not not helpful so you can use them but they're really just there to unlock a different portion of the job board for each character all right, well, we have another small section here coming up for 13, so let's get through that one so then Ben can get to 14. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot in 14. So, yeah, 13, Ifrit appears during the Pampa Sanctra show at Natalius. Uh, he serves as the Edelon for the Pulse IC, who leads the invasion of Cocoon. During the show, he battles with Ramu. So, yeah, that, that's 13. Efree and Remove fight each other. Is it like stuff. a show? Um, Trey will have to help us out with that one. I'm not I'm sure. Familiar with thirteen. It is. I'm pretty yes. sure it's like a, it's a popular uh, event held in Natalius. They do like fireworks. 13. I think, if I remember yeah. correctly, when it happens. It's yes. like a gold saucer kind of thing. Kind of. Ish, um, maybe. It's more like... More, um, more like more like uh, Luca. Is it Luca in Final Fantasy X that's the one big the one big town with the big Blitzball yeah. Stadium? Yeah. Yeah, it's more like, say, Luca having a big fireworks show over the Blitzball Stadium afterwards and then, mm-hmm. you know, along the skyline. And then, boom, you have two 
aeons fighting it out. Gotcha. So now we have Final Fantasy fourteen, my favorite game of Final Fantasy. Is it? <laughs> is it? A, yeah, mm, I wonder. So this, so this is the game where e, they really changed Efreet's appearance completely, almost or actually entirely. He is more lizard and beast like, um, with that demonic feel, but very, very bestial so ifri is the primal worship by the amalja beast tribe who they plan to summon to fight the garlean empire much like how wildfires consume everything in their path ifri prefers to temper as many individuals are possible to serve his will as a result the amalja kidnap people in thanalan to be taken to the bowl of embers and anointed in ifri's flames the victims gradually lose sense of reality and become factional worshippers of the Lord of Inferno. And then Ifrit is fought as a boss in the Bowl of Embers, the Bowls of Embers Hard, the Bowl of Embers Extreme, Trials, as well as the second encounter of the Weapons Refrain Ultimate Raid added in the Stormblood expansion. His signature attack is Hellfire, which is cast shortly after summoning a number of nails on the battlefield, the strength of the spell is determined on how many of these nails are left intact. Defeating Efreet rewards players with the fire-themed weapons and materials to craft furniture. And yes, if you leave those nails on the battlefield and he uses Hellfire, it's an instant wipe. He literally just kills all of you. I just put a picture of him there in the Discord. Okay. Um, of, uh, it has Garuda, Ifrit, and Ramu from mm-hmm. 14. It looks pretty interesting. Garuda and Ramu look like they're tra- like traditional looks from the series. They don't really change a whole well, lot. Ramu is like riding a he's like a um centaur is what it looks like almost. And Ifrit just literally looks like a demon. Okay, yeah, those are not from 14. No? Those are definitely not from 14. Well, Google lied to me then. Google did lie to you because that is not their looks. Dang it. What did I just look up? Yeah. Or they might be way later in the game. Um, I think Ifrit does get a change. Uh, Summoners can summon a Ifrit Igni uh, to aid them in battle. And then another Ifrit is fought as a boss alongside Garuda in the Eden Raid series of Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers, manifested from the memories of the Warriors of Darkness to restore the life of the empty. While Garuda appears remains largely unchanged, the Ifrit design differs greatly as the other Eden primals. His body is more humanoid and smaller in frame, and while his horns are enlarged consisting multiple branches, halfway during the battle, the two bosses fuse to form Rakapashka, uh, with Ifrit's mind, whose appearance formerly primarily made of Ifrit with addition to Garuda's wings. In defeating Rakapashka in both story and savage modes will roar the player with currency which can be exchanged for powerful equipment. So yes, uh so you were right. So that picture the pic the first picture you sent is the Ifrit from the Eden Raids. Because that is from the Warriors of Darkness, from Shadowbringers. It's from their world of Ifrit. Where mm. the Ifrit of 14 of the Warriors of Light is a completely more bestial look. 
yeah sharp put it in the chat it's um yeah it literally looks like a, a lizard yeah looks like randall from monsters inc <laughs> i wouldn't say that he's he's not like a serpent like <laughs> he's a lizard but not I mean, that serpentine i mean he's got the whole hunchback like yeah hunched eh. over thing so uh now we have final fantasy 15 so ifri is the uh, Infernian is the astral god of fire. He appears as a horned humanoid on a flaming throne and is said to despise humans. Ifri has more human appearance than previously in the main series. So yeah, he's more human in 15. Although a lot of the, like, I would say a lot of the summons in 15 went more, they went more of a humanoid-ish route. I mean, obviously not Leviathan, because you can't make Leviathan a human gonna, thing. But I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> uh, Shiva was always already, like, humanoid, and, like, you know, Titan's always typically considered a more humanoid. But... And then, now we have Final Fantasy sixteen. last but not least. So, Ifri is an icon that appears to reveal... In the reveal trailer, Awakening is also featured in the game's logo, Clashing with the Phoenix. Ifri is a fire elemental icon whose dominant is Clive Rosfield. And that's all we're going to go, because that's really <laughs> all you need to know for 16. That's absolutely not all you need to know, but that's all we can talk about right now. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if if you're trying to, to explain it in the general sense, that's really all you need to know. Yeah, exactly. Right. There you go. There's a lot more to it, but that's <laughs> all you really lot. need to know. There's a lot more to it, yeah. So if you want to learn more about E-Free in 16, go and play 16. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a few months and maybe we'll talk about it then. And then, we, and then we do actually have an etymology. That's going to be our Christmas present to ourselves is we're just going to get to go. <laughs> we're going to do a, a 16 deep dive into the story. Just have like two podcasts where we just dive into 16. Yeah, if Ben finishes it by then, then we can talk about I, it. I should have it. Uh, hopefully, I should have it finished by then. Well, fingers Ooh. crossed. So, now we have the etymology. So, in Arabian mythology, Ifri, also spelled Ifrit, or Afrit from Arabic, uh, is the name given to a class of jinn, demons also known as jinn, jinji, or genie, uh, that embody fire. Though they would live for thousands of years, they would were not immortal, and if cut, they would bleed, quote-unquote, the fire running through their veins until it consumed their bodies. And then Ifrit has also been called a jinn, J-I-N-N, not like D-J-I-N-N, which is typically how you would say jinn or spell it. Well, yeah. I like that it actually, so I've always called it Ifrit though, my whole life. It's one of those things where you never hear it pronounced, and, and then once you do, mm-hmm. but seeing that, seeing that the etymology is actually like it's spelled Efreet, you're like, okay, well, it's Efreet then, mm-hmm. yeah. And the Jin, also spelled Jin, D I J I N N, or genies, are spirits mentioned in the Quran, or sorry, this Quran. is Quran. Thank you, uh, and Islamic. Uh, theology who inhabit an unseen world in dimensions beyond the visible universe of humans. Together, the jinn, humans, and angels make up the three sentient creations of God. The Hellfire attack draws reference to the jinn, Shatan, uh, or Satan's role in Islamic thought as the holy 
Quran. Quran. It always slips me up. Describes him as a refusing to prostrate himself before mankind due to believing that he is that he as a creature of fire was superior uh, superior to humanity. Yeah, similar to like a fallen angel kind of thing. Or you know the the Satan from Christian Satan. mythology. Yeah. Yeah, which explains yeah, why he looks so much like a devil sometimes. Yes. Yeah. They took just it, it, the etymology just explains like this is why he looks like a demon like through <laughs> most of the series until yeah, like later. Mentioned he. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say until later um, entries into the series where they went more of a beastal look instead of a demon. Yeah. I just yeah. noticed you said they uh, bleed fire. I wonder if the fight's in 16. Uh, I wonder if when they get cut, if it, he ever bleeds fire. I never noticed him bleed fire, but now I wonder if they ever actually incorporate um, that into the game at any point. Now, like, I've seen, I mean, so you see Ifrit get stabbed through 16. And I would say, yeah, I would say he, I would say bleeds fire. It's hard to tell. There's a lot going on in the screen usually whenever there's a, there is, but like but I, feel, I feel like it's something I'd have to try and look for to see if that was something they were trying to project in their. If art. you go, if you go and play like the first two hours, and like you pl- play the prologue at the very end of the prologue, when you see, spoiler alert, and we're at the end of the episode, so spoiler alert real quick. When Efrit and the Phoenix fight each other, you can see Efrit when he gets like attacked and gets pricked by the Phoenix, and then all that, uh, you see Ifrit being, like, bleeding fire. That's true, yeah. You do see that. That's, like, the best look to see him, like, Ifrit actually bleeding fire, because the rest of the game is so fast-paced that you will not notice. <laughs> and you are concentrating not. on much more important things. It's like Dance Dance <laughs> Next... Revolution with Final Fantasy. There's <laughs> so much going on. Excellent point. But, yeah, um, Back to the point with Yoshi P. Yes, um, Ifrit's design in 16, you can easily tell that he took a lot of inspiration from their design that they did with 14. Ah, I mean, I see they, more uh, of like the, I see more of the 10 in the, in the 16. So, um, Sharp actually posted pictures of all his different, um, iterations throughout the games. And if you look at the top right, that's from, that's from 10. And I, I, I think that's probably the most similar, or I guess the bottom left center. I don't know what game that's from. I mean, I, very... I mean, they took like they meshed together some things. I would, I would say fourteen's pretty close because they both went the bistro route. It's just he's not as lizard. And, and he's that... not like a lizard. He's an actual like Next... beast. He's very, yeah, he's very lizard like in that fourteen. Um, Next week we'll make sure we're a little more prepared. It was it was pretty hectic with Ben switching jobs and everything going on over that way. So that's true. We'll we'll, we'll have this picture. Uh, I love the picture Sharp sent. I, I'm hoping to find something just like it for the next one, and then we can just go and put numbers by each uh, each art rendition. Yes, because I want to know where that white one is from. That's fascinating. I don't know which game that's from. But yeah, it looks um, like it looks like the PS1 art. Uh, when they did the remasters well, of that, like, for uh, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, so that 
that would be my guess. Something in that that region, that range. Oh, three. There you go. All right. Well, there you uh, have maybe. it. Um, is there anything else we want to add to Efreet? No, he's obviously the coolest. He was my first. Like, I know Trey said that Quetzalcoatl was his first favorite summon. Efreet was always my my favorite. Um, just because I got him. You know, he's. I think he, he's the first one you get besides Chocomog, which we we're not counting, obviously. Um, but in seven, he's the first one you get. Um, after that. And I, he's always been my favorite. Fair enough. Yeah, I would say he's probably one of my favorites as well. Next to a few others, which are on the more dragon-like looks of things. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's a yeah, little we'll tease for you. Um, but yeah, uh, with that being said, thank you for listening to the Final Fantasy Lorecast. And may the crystals guide you. Thank you for listening to the Final Fantasy Lorecast. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can find us on Twitter at FFLorecast. And you can email us at fflorecast at gmail.com.